You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey everybody, it's Ken Davenport here. Welcome back to the Producer's Perspective Podcast, episode number 240. We're going to talk about what all producers love to do, raise money, and specifically we're going to talk about how I learned not to raise money from the recent New York City mayoral race. Stay tuned, coming up next. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Hey, it's Ken. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, and I hope it's pulling back the curtain on this business of Broadway. If you're looking to learn more about what makes this industry tick, go to my website, kendavenport.com, and sign up for my weekly newsletter. I'll send you one email a week, one article about what I'm seeing, trends, insights, marketing ideas on what's happening on Broadway right now. That's kendavenport.com. Hope to see you there and in your inbox. I want to be a producer with a hit show on Broadway. You're listening to the Producer's Perspective Podcast with your host, Tony Award winner, Ken Davenport. So we just had a big mayoral race here in New York City, which is still undecided because we went to ranked voting. We probably won't know the final answers for a few weeks. Uh, And if you live in New York City, you are certainly aware of this race because I would bet that your inbox has been flooded with requests for money from all the 147 candidates that were running for office in this very, very important election. Uh, So I actually love getting these emails because I try to learn from other industries and from other people who are doing something similar to what I do uh, in the theater industry. Uh, So frankly, I can learn tips and strategies and what's working and successful for them and apply them to what I do. And that goes to anything from marketing to how to deal with employees and to the subject of today's podcast, yes, raising money. Because politicians have to raise more money than Broadway producers. They do it a lot. Uh, And they're pretty good at it, most of them. Today, this episode, we're going to focus on one of them who was not very good at it at all. In fact, I kept getting inundated with these emails and I would be like, I I can't believe this is how this politician is raising money. I'm not going to mention the politician by name because... I don't like to throw rocks. It's just not, what's the point? Uh, We'll just use it as an example. I will tell you this, it doesn't look like this candidate is gonna win. I wonder why. This may be the reason. Um, So here's here's what happened. So as, let me just start by saying this. One of a Broadway producer's primary responsibilities is to raise money, right? This is what makes us different from movie producers, record producers, and TV producers. And I'll be honest and tell you that I used to complain about this. Um, Oh, if only I didn't have to raise money, my shows would be that much better, right? Because I'd be able to focus more time on it. I'd be able to focus more time on selling them. They'd probably run longer. All that stuff is true. Uh, But as a mentor of mine said, that's the game, Ken. That's Broadway producing. If you don't like it, go produce movies instead of theater. 
to which I shut up big time when my mentor said that to me because God knows I do not want to produce anything in Hollywood. What it made me do actually was go on Operation Billionaire just to find some Elon Musk out there uh, so that I don't have to work as hard uh, trying to raise money. Still, Still working hard on that operation, but if anyone knows Elon Musk, by the way, and if he's a Broadway fan, just tell him to text me back because I've been trying to get a hold of him for a long time. Anyway, so uh, like I said, that shut me up big time because it reminded me that we have the choice to do whatever we want in this life that we've been given, right? I choose the theater. I have made that choice. And instead of complaining about what bugs me, uh, I'm going to take the serenity prayer to heart. I accept the things I cannot change. And I work with a positive attitude to change the things that I can. Uh, So like I said, one profession who has to raise more money than even me are politicians. And they have to do it often. They're constantly doing it. Even when they win, they win. They like go out and use that opportunity to raise more money. Very smart. Um, Actually, that's something that Broadway producers can learn. If you get a big hit, if you win a Tony Award, if you do any of those things, you should probably start raising money right after that. Get a good review. That's uh, I just came up with that on the spot, actually, and I think it's a pretty pretty good strategy. I'm going to write that down. So anyway, like I said, I was getting inundated with all these emails from politicians, mayoral candidates, candidates asking uh, for money, and I was watching very closely. Uh, And here are a few things that I've learned over the years from this mayoral race and also from presidential races. Barack Obama did it uh, geniusly and really pioneered the small investor, a model that I've I've used a lot and I love because I love getting small investors involved with my show because I find that they're so passionate uh, and they will stump for their shows so hard. It's how it's how I crowdfunded Godspell. Right. Um, so here's here's what I've learned. A few bullet points for those of you out there raising money. Uh, here's a few tips that I've learned from politicians. They follow up and then they follow up some more, like constantly, right? If you have ever been on a politician's mailing list, you know they're constantly coming after you. They ask through email, text, phone calls, direct mail, and they'd send a carrier pigeon if they could. So they're approaching in many different ways. Um They love a big check, sure, but they'll take lots of little ones. Again, this was the Barack Obama strategy. Uh, And most politicians, like I said, are actually good at raising money because their jobs depend on it, right? They need it. They're actually very restricted, just like Broadway producers are, in how much money they can take, from whom they can take it, all sorts of regulations, right? So it's similar. Uh, So big tip for you right now, if you are raising money, Go out there and sign up for a politician's mailing list, a few, Uh, both parties, right? Three party, whatever. Sign up for the party you are not registered with just to see how the other guys do it, right? So, So check that out and you will learn just by watching. So anyway, what I learned from following one specific politician this this season um, was that their team sent out emails describing how they were doing, describing their fundraising efforts. And some of the quotes from emails I got, direct quotes, were this. We're pacing behind our goal. One email actually said in the subject, not great. Another email said, we expect to get pummeled. Yeah, downers, right? Now, obviously, the strategy here was like, we're going to tell everyone we're really in trouble and these are our supporters and they're going to want to double down so that we aren't 
pacing behind our goals or that things get better or that we won't get pummeled. That is not the way to raise money or to gather support. Maybe from a few of your most fervent, fervent supporters, but from a general list, that's not going to work. No one ever wants to throw money at a sinking ship. One of the most powerful marketing strategies is what we call social proof. You should read the book Influence by Dr. Robert Cialdini to learn more about this. Social proof is demonstrating that whatever it is you are selling, in the politician's case, it's the politician, is popular with lots of people because people want to do what other people are doing. You see a long line at a restaurant or a nightclub, you want to know what's going on inside that restaurant or nightclub, right? You see a lot of people with the same sneakers or the same handbag or the same coat. Remember that Amazon coat from a couple years ago? It was everywhere and everyone wanted it. I ended up buying one for my wife. It makes you curious. What's so special? If so many people have it, if so many people are doing it, it must be good. So telling people that people aren't donating to your campaign when you're asking them over and over to do so, that will drive people the other way. They will just sink further in to their decision to not donate. Now, again, the exception to this rule would be if the politician was going to a very small inner circle with open and authentic asks for real help, like, look, I'm in trouble. And sometimes that will work. I know this has happened. You know, I've been in cases in in my career where I've been in a tough situation. I've gone to my most loyal with a phone call, with a meeting and say, I'm in a bit of trouble. Can you help me? Because you've helped me before. Yes, but communicating the way that this politician was with potential backers who you don't even know, it's a surefire way to not raise money. You can bet that I did not click donate now when I read these emails. Now, look, I will say this, just because, oh, Ken's saying, go out there and say, money is going great, it's doing this. Uh, uh, uh. Remember, when approaching investors, you always have to be honest with where you are with your fundraising. But down in the dumps, negative marketing is rarely a solution to raising money or anything for that matter. I hope this tip helps you in raising more for your show. I did write a book on raising money called How to Raise Money for the Arts or Anything. It's available on Amazon.com. And I think it was a bestseller when we first released it. Go check it out. Uh, A lot of people have read it and it's worked for them. See? See how that gets you more interested in reading that book? Go check it out. It's how to raise money for the arts or anything. Hope this podcast has helped you. If it has, please share it with others and give it a good old positive review on Apple Podcasts. See you next time. Thanks again for listening to the Producers Perspective podcast. If you found this episode informative, educational, inspirational, or just entertaining, uh, do me a favor and share this episode with another theater maker or two in your life. My mission is to amplify the conversation about theater because if we get more people talking about it, we'll get more people making it, we'll get more people seeing it, it will be great for the industry as a whole. If you want more of my daily perspectives on theater and Broadway, check out my blog at theproducersperspective.com or check out my social media accounts at Ken Davenport B-Way on Instagram and at Ken Davenport on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. We'll see you for the next episode. 
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.